Hi, thanks for tuning in to this Waking Up to Money podcast. We record these podcasts live every Tuesday, uh, every fortnight, and it's myself, Carlos, from the Happy Startup School, and Ben, who runs Buddha in the Boardroom, uh, Ben Johnson, that is, and we essentially have conversations around what it means to price more powerfully, more confidently, more authentically in business. We want to talk to freelancers, founders, companies of one who care about their customers, who care about the impact they're trying to create, who aren't just in it for the money, but at the same time are conscious that they are close to burnout because they're not being paid their worth. We explore the mindsets, the skill sets, the capabilities, um, essentially all the things around the tactics and strategies um, and below those that can help you feel much more at ease with talking about money and defining price. So uh, for those of you who would consider yourself uh, a business hippie, a purpose-driven entrepreneur, or someone who is, let's say, business neurodiverse, basically you look at different business differently, then this is a podcast for you. Today we are talking about how to earn more without talking about money, which is a curious thing, but it's really about clarity and commitment to yourself and your customers. So enjoy. Good morning. Uh, It's a bit of a curious start today. Yes, Marco, um, before we would just about to go live and ben's wi-fi crashed which is well that's tech for you so you've got me (laughs) to hold the fort hopefully uh, ben will join us in a few minutes um oh and ben says virgin say is saying there's lots of congestion in his area So it's going to be, uh, it might be me flying solo today, which is going to be interesting. But anyway, um, to kick off, it would be nice to just, no, I'm not alone this morning. (laughs) So uh, good to see you, Marco and Alice, uh, and anyone who is listening live, uh, please say hi in the chat. Um, And yeah, just tell me uh, where you are. Uh, based today where are you listening in from be um it's always nice to feel that connection it's one of these things that i like when we're doing crowdcasts to not just see names on screen um but also to get a kind of a geographical location uh and cool we have <laughs> alice is empathizing as using she's using her mobile data as her broadband is hopeless it's like technology i swear uh, thank you very much, Andy. Uh, I appreciate it. I will try and endeavor to um, yeah, fulfill the promise about talking about money without talking or talking about earning more without talking about money, which is the title of uh, this episode. I just want to say hi to Sam. Thank you very much, Sam. Uh, and Jessica and Southsea joining for 30 minutes before 10 a.m. Excellent. Um, so I need to make sure Jessica gets to get something useful before the hour. Um, we've got Alice in Daventry. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got, I think, Marco in London. Awesome. Ah, uh, we have Saskia. 
Saskia in the Netherlands. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Saskia is, uh, who else have we got? I think, yeah, Saskia is one of the alumnus from our happy pricing course, which is kind of like what a lot of what we talk about here is based on. For those of you who are new, oh, ah, and Marco's from the Netherlands. So we've got two Dutchies. Hello, the Dutchies. Um, yeah, to, for those of you who are new to, to this Waking Up to Money podcast, the, um, the principle is that we, we started off by running a course called the Happy Pricing Course, which is around tactics and strategies. Um, and the way I've come to thinking about designing courses or how I like to talk about is learning journeys, transformative, ideally, ideally transformative learning journeys, is tackling both the mindsets and the skill sets in order for you to create the outcome you want to create. And so with the course, we focus a lot on skill sets and strategies and tactics and ways to actually um, think about pricing, gauges of what the right price is and how to then present those prices in a way that allows your customers to buy easily uh, and for you to essentially uh, find the right customers and, and make sure that you are not burning out by working more than you need to for the value that you create. And I think one of the classic challenges that, um, particularly in our happy startup community, but I think for most people who actually care about the people they serve rather than thinking of business as a way of making more money, um, it's the idea of like how much, A, how much am I allowed to charge? Uh, and B, um, how much is it like tying that sense of the value I, I create with my own intrinsic value and how that can really rub up against charging more and what that means a lot of the time is we we actually don't get paid what we're actually worth and when i say we're worth not our intrinsic value the value of the stuff that we create uh, and some of that is to do with how we present uh, our offerings uh, how we tell the story of the work that we're doing as well as how when it comes to the transaction what someone is willing or how someone understands that this amount of money is worth paying for the thing that you're going to help them create. There's a really wonderful guy that I quite like called um, Tad Hargrave. He runs a thing called Marketing for Hippies. Uh, and I'm going to have him on the Friday Fireside next month. Um, and the interesting thing that I got from him, which I really quite liked, is basically our obsession with kind of selling and pricing tactics is really kind of a compensation for our poor marketing. Uh, and so it... I'm not, not saying, I think, one hand, you know, you need to think about pricing and selling and, and some of the things that stop you from pricing and selling well and uh, ethically and authentically. But also there's an element here around um, getting the right people in front of you, having the right people uh, to essentially sell to rather than trying to convince someone that you've got the right values. Like how do they get to you at that point and know exactly, all right, I'm ready, you know, and then it's a case of actually, all right, are we the right fit? Um, Sophie, the person's called Tad Hargrave. If you look up on our um, Happy Startups called Crowdcast channel, which you should be able to get to from this page, you'll be able to see um, when he's on, I think it's the 5th of October. If you look through the list on the upcoming webinars, you'll see where he's coming on. Uh, and so he talks about premise and promise 
you know, really d nailing those kind of stories about, you know, what's the challenge, what's what's the issue, not even about the problem, what's the, what's the context people are in. Where we come in, as uh, when we're talking about pricing, is when they arrive at your doorstep and they are willing to work with you, um, really getting clear that you are the right match. So there's a, what Tad talks about is getting to the truth. So rather than selling, like where do we get to our truth? Like my truth is like, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is it I wish for the people I work with? How is it I'm going to create value? What does that, what do those steps mean? And then also from your customer's point of view, how to get to their own truth in terms of why am I here? You know, what is it I'm, I'm creating? What am I committed to making happen? Because without that commitment, without that clarity of where I want to go, why invest any money in whether it's an app, a service, um, a product, whatever that may be, there's always a reason for why you're going to buy something. And without that clarity of what that reason is, it's more it's easier not to say, ah, it's okay, I'm not going to make a decision. And that's kind of core to where we are at with the happy pricing stuff. It's like, okay, when you get to that stage, um, how do you make it a lot easier, a lot clearer, and also more comfortable for someone who really cares about their customers to get them to buy without feeling like you're manipulating people, where they're like trying to kind of coax or push them into buying something. And then how do you put, you know, sell what you do at a price that actually means that you are a sustainable business? Another member of the community, Alan Wick, uh, uh, he's our mentor and he's kind of, very much clear on the business end of 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 the stuff of the business the business of business he actually has a course called the business of business and it's very simple his definition is like oh ben's here so i'm just rambling for people to give them some context while we're... <laughs> just keep rambling while i try and re-plug myself in <laughs> um, i was just talking about um getting to this point of sort of the you're running a business and i'm um, one of the guys in our community, Alan Wick, he talks about the business of business. And especially, you're not a business unless you make more money than you spend. <laughs> so, you know, standard. There's a profit there. And I think that's one of the things you need to get clear about. Are you a business? Because if you're not doing that, then rethink what is this, this, this mechanism, this vehicle with which you're using to create value in the world. Uh, and what I'm was trying to do on a really long-winded way was to get them to ready for us to talk about this idea about clarity and commitment before talking about money. Uh, the title of this, as we said at the beginning, is How Can I Earn More Without Talking About Money? Uh, and the short answer is, you can't. <laughs> at some point, you really do need to talk about money. But if that's uncomfortable, well, we can dive into maybe why it's a little bit uncomfortable for people. And also we can touch on things that you can do, at least at the beginning, before kind of getting into some of the more challenging conversations around money or talking about a number to fix onto what you um, offer. Uh, so in the meantime as well, uh, we would like to make this as interactive as possible. Um, I, I really enjoy kind of like answering the questions that are alive in the listeners at the moment you know one of the reasons i enjoy doing the live stuff is rather than just recording a podcast of like assuming people are actually getting something out of this is like how can we get the questions from people here so if you have any questions please share them in the chat 
or there's an ask a question feature on the app. If you're watching via the app or if you're listening via uh, the web browser, there's an ask a question feature. If you use that, let us know if there's any questions around it. Well, particularly today, you know, um, do you have any challenges around earning more or, or raising your prices? You know, specifically what that might be. Um, we can tackle that. And anything broader around pricing uh, and around sort of like um, working out prices or even what might be blocking you around raising prices or feeling connected to the prices that you are offering. Uh, and right at that point, when uh, I was going to get Ben to come in, he's dropped off screen. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm going to need your help. Fire me some questions so I can actually endeavor to answer them. But in the meantime, um, ah, Ben is back. Boom. This is going exceptionally Oh, you're very, very fuzzy. Say hello, Ben. <laughs> Maybe also you could switch off your video, Ben, and then we can continue uh, audio-wise, as this is going to be a podcast anyway. So uh, video isn't as important. Right. So to begin with, um, let's tackle the the sort of the the core of this is about earning more without talking about money. I think one of the challenges that I perceived. Um, not only through doing the Happy Pricing course, but also working with entrepreneurs in our Happy Startup School community and seeing them try to build their businesses, is that without um, they, they're very meaning focused. You know, they really want to uh, create um, value and help people, and they're, they're focused on you know what it means for them, you know, to help as many people as possible. So that's one thing. It's like they want to help as many people as possible, everyone. And so with that, trying to find a single price that caters for everyone is a challenge. The second thing is around that is also this kind of like, am I allowed to charge more? You know, how much am I allowed to charge for what I do? And there's an immediate jump to the market rate as a uh, easy out. It's like, okay, this is what everyone charges. So I'm going to go for that. But I think the the deeper work, the more powerful work, is really understanding what's like the maximum, not even the you know how far can I go, and the ceiling to that. I don't think believe is I don't believe is the market. I don't believe it's like the state of the economy. I think the ceiling to how much you could actually earn for your work is how much you believe that is possible, and that is going to be tied to what you think about money. <laughs> Um, ben, you're back. I'm back. Yeah, it's like it's like I never went away. Oh, we can hear you well. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Okay, that was awesome. twenty minutes. Twenty minutes of techno fun. <laughs> no worries. Well, uh, we'll we'll try and uh, give Jessica some some silver bullets before she leaves in about ten minutes. Um, okay, not real silver right? bullets. <laughs> not real silver bullets unless she is being surrounded by werewolves and is necessary really needs to get out of a sticky situation she's caught in uh yeah uh some fantasy horror movie um 
Yeah, and Ben has dropped off again, but hey, hopefully we'll be back. <laughs> Jessica will take the silver bullets. <laughs> right. Well, there is a recording, Jessica, so you will be able to get if uh, you'll be able to come back here, and uh, we'll probably go on until about quarter past. So there will be some other bits and pieces that you can probably get from this. So what I was getting around to, uh, Ben, was this idea of actually the you know, I believe one of the main blockers for us earning more is is us. <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. and what we think we're allowed to charge um and i know people are gonna say oh no no you know there's only so much money in the world and there's only the market allows only so much uh i don't believe that 100 percent. i think there are people out there who will pay a lot more than you think for what you do and you can see if you do look out there there are people you would probably say that is not fair or is not allowed and that's the core of it that's the crux so yeah i don't know ben if you want to is there anything there that you wanted to just elaborate on or touch on around that and um in terms of the how much yeah how much am i allowed to earn or how much is it possible to charge for something that i do Yes. So I shall slot into that question as if I was just sort of calm and everything was kind of working, no problem at all. And I'd been paying attention the whole time without any interruptions. Um, so I guess the, the first thing that I was sort of wanted the, and we don't need to go down that tangent, but maybe a conversation for another day about where actually money comes from and whether there's only so much of it in the world is probably kind of warrants a whole conversation in its own right. Uh, because Ooh, actually, that's a good one. So, if you want to hear that conversation, put a thumbs up in the chat because we could line that one up. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, your more useful question was uh, relating to the extent to which maybe we are the blocker to what we might earn. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. And, and, and I think um, probably that is 95%. Um, the case uh, now for sure you know the people that you are speaking to uh, you know whether they are an individual whether they are a kind of small business whether they are a big business of course these people may whilst their main the question about where money comes from might not be relevant the people you're speaking to are going to have an amount of money uh, an amount of money that they are able to spend an amount of money that they're kind of willing to spend amount of money that they were maybe planning to spend uh, but I guess all, of the three things I just said there, one of them uh, is relatively kind of fixed or finite, the amount of money that they kind of have to spend. But even within that, there's kind of flexibility within it. So what tends to happen is we come to all of our sales conversations, we come to conversations with prospective clients with an idea about what we might think is fair, what we might think they want to pay, uh, what we might think the market rate is, all of these sorts of stories that we tell ourselves about what's acceptable, and also kind of less seen, but much more kind of pervasive in a way is what we think that we're worth. Uh, And so we do sort of trundle into these conversations with all of these voices, all of these noises at play, which really have a huge kind of bearing on what it is that you kind of charge, what it is that you earn, or what it is that you don't earn. Uh, and so it's it's the it's these voices, these stories, these ideas, which are all kind of other people's ideas, really, which actually get in the way in most instances of um so I guess get between you and what you might earn. Brilliant. So um I wanted to connect that 
kind of invisible barrier to the core of what we wanted to talk about today. Because I think one issue or one around this challenge of like, okay, I need to earn more, but for some reason I can't. The, people will go straight to you know uh, tactics and strategies. All right, what are the tactics and strategies going to use? You know, how can I make that six-figure salary from my first coaching, you know, <laughs> coaching course? You know, what is the funnel I need to create? What are the you know all of these kind of things that um, is a lot of marketing speak, and maybe like in sales speak is like, oh, how do you position things? How do we, and we talk a lot about this on the course, but you know, really kind of like the execution aspect of it. But neglect why they want to earn more. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they and and I get the impression that oh because I need to get more money full stop it stops there that's where the story I need to get more money and one of the things that I appreciated for that you introduced into the course was this idea right actually what will more money buy you and then what I pulled out from there is the cl- what is the cl- what clarity do you have about the future that you are trying to create. With this business and and this business being it's profitable it's making money so you're doing this as well to make money to do something else you know not just to to make money so there's connected as well to the purpose of business but beyond that it's like if i'm if i earn this i can do this and then even if you have that clarity how committed are you to making that picture happen and i believe is those without even talking about money those are two important things to consider when you're thinking about, oh, this business isn't working as well as I'd like it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think uh, this idea of kind of what more money buys you is a, is an important question because, um, you know, for, for lots of people, <clears throat> um, you know, you might ask somebody, uh, you know, what, how are they with kind of money? And people say, oh, you know, money's not important, or I don't do this, which you may have been talking to in, um, with, with kind of reference to what Alan, Alan was teaching. But, you know, I, you know, I don't do this for money. Money's not important to me. I don't care about money. But of course, that's not a healthy relationship to money either, because irrespective of your motivation, irrespective of what it is that you want your work to achieve, money is a fundamental part of how we live and how we exist. You can't, you can't, not live with money. Uh, and what sort of tends to happen, I think, is people sort of do kind of downplay that because they, they kind of feel the, you know, the extreme of kind of money, money's dirty, I don't want to talk about it. So that they kind of, they sort of look, they look elsewhere. But then they sort of find that maybe their kind of personal needs are not being kind of met enough. Maybe they're kind of what they kind of wish for family or friends or team or colleagues or all of these sorts of things. You know, more money buys, of course, many, many, a myriad of, of good things. It's not all just about kind of greed and hoarding. In fact, that's not what we sort of talk about at all. What we're kind of interested in is how you can use money to uh, to kind of oil the wheels of these things more. So I know from when I was running uh, my business, one of the things that we were kind of interested in was that more money bought the opportunity to invest more in team. And by that, it was invest more in their capabilities, in their in their skills, in their training, so in their experience of being 
uh, an employee. And of course, more money to invest in team can also mean more team members. And that would, you know, might mean more kind of capabilities into the organization, which kind of affected what it was that we could do, and also how much time that we wanted to spend. And I know when we were first kind of talking about um, kind of th these these webinars and, and the course, and we kind of put together uh, a little manifesto, and the kind of the ideas in there, of course, is that, you know, kind of sort of a little bit sort of tongue in cheek, but an, an afternoon nap is not a luxury. And it's this kind of idea that actually, you know, more money does buy you more time. And so that is time that you can use for many, many things. It's time for the, that you can use outside the business. It's time that you can use uh, working on other projects that might be interesting to you. It's time that you can use having an afternoon nap. And I think, you know, making any change in our business is hard, as everybody kind of knows, whatever the area is. And so, you know, the, the need for a a, a kind of strong, a kind of strongly felt, a visceral, a viscerally felt motivation is kind of really important. And what we're sort of talking around is this idea of kind of what more money buys you is, you know, really kind of connecting to that, really connecting to the goodness of that, really connecting to the opportunity of that, and using that as your source for motivation, your source for inspiration to do the hard work to make the change so that you are able to shift that balance as kind of Alan, Alan Wick would put it, where you know, you're going from not being a business because actually you're not really making more than it costs to do it to making a little bit more. Uh, and um, you know, it's, again, this is all. This is not necessarily about making a lot more. That may not be relevant to you at all. It might just be making a little bit more. It might just be making it so that you know you're able to make that change to your house or your flat or the thing that you want to do. Or it might be that there is a thing that you kind of really need for your kids or your nieces or your nephews or any of these things, which of course are the stuff of life. And we do need money. We need some resource. We need a little bit extra resource to be able to invest in those things. And the, you know, what more money buys you is the kind of invitation to spend time thinking, you know, what would more money buy you? Hmm. What it, what is it that it would buy you? And really kind of kind of enjoy that process really, really kind of connect to it because from that it kind of gives you to your second point there about the commitment to it. You know, made like we say, making any change is hard. You're going to, you fall down along the way, you kind of revert back to the kind of habits and behaviors and practices that you've always, that you've always kind of had. So you need to sort of connect to something which does see you through, which does kind of motivate you through. So this question, what would more money buy you is a kind of point on which you really can change the relationship between you and the work that you do in many respects. Brilliant. And, um, and it's like that commitment and that real thing that's pulling you is really interesting for me. Because in in this in these modern times, it feels like making big impact and finding your purpose is the core to success in business. And what if you don't know what that is yet? Mm. And so one of the things that springs to mind is actually, you know, giving ourselves permission to not make massive impact. <laughs> mm -hmm. So not to be 100% purposeful, not because you'll never will, but it's like, actually, at this moment in time, I'm not 100% clear what that massive impact is going to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to essentially, the the phrase that I, I was playing around with yesterday, which I think triggered a few people I've talked to about, is like living a lukewarm life, you mm. know? And that means like, I'm just going to coast, yeah? In terms of not... Um, not surrender or just be resigned and not want to make things happen, but I'm not going to force it. 
you know and so part of this kind of if you are clear if you really think okay actually i can make an impact socially or within my community or wider um and in order to do that i need to be able to have these resources some of them being money and so that means i need to make sure that i understand how to charge well and price well so that i get the right profit to invest in that and that could be my people like you said ben or rather than force that as actually no, for now, I just I need to get these things in my life addressed. You know, these need these personal needs and these kind of local needs addressed. So I don't need to be on a TEDx stage telling people how great I'm going to make the world. It could be just like I'm content with making the impact I need to do, small impact. Thank you, Jessica, in my world for now. And maybe one day, ping, you know, the lightning will strike and you'll know exactly, all right, fuck that, fuck that. Fuck. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to make sure I make the money. I do the impact, make the impact I need to make that happen. But until then, I think if we force ourselves to do things that we think, oh, we need to think of the purpose of the business and we need to think about the big impact so that we can give ourselves opportunity to earn more money because that's the thing that's going to drive us to earn more money. I think also that could be a, a challenge. So there's a for me there's a kind of a permission of letting go of the judgment of how much money I'm allowed to make. That just that's going to be if we can let go of that judgment for me that that's when you can really price or start to work with the pricing strategies a lot more effectively uh, and powerfully. Uh, and then those tools will help you once you really do find out. Okay, that's what I want to really commit to 100. Mm percent -hmm. Does that make sense? And, uh, and yeah yeah room. absolutely <laughs> well if if my uh if my wi-fi just suddenly disappears again you'll know that i didn't really understand what you're talking about <laughs> I, actually i probably shouldn't say that given my wi-fi does have a habit of falling out um <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's a there's a lot a lot in that which i think is kind of really sort of rich and a whole load of sort of strands which again would sort of warrant a whole load of inquiry i really like the idea of a kind of lukewarm lukewarm impact or kind of sort of small impact it was like i was talking to a friend the other week and, and we were sort of talking about actually you know just being content with just being the runner-up <laughs> i'll just be the runner-up in kind of all of the all of the, all of the kind of whatever sort of endeavor that i'm in and kind of being happy with that and actually um, one of the um, one of the things which came up as you you were talking around that was this this thing around uh, kind of purpose and impact. I know we're kind of not talking sort of directly about that, but actually in in many respects, you know, the meaning and purpose and all of those things is found in connection with people. And of course, it's the chasing the kind of the the kind of the big TED stage thing, which then you know creates a bit of a gap between you and that kind of unknown reality. But actually, meaning is really found in connection. It's found in conversation. It's found in collaborating with people it's it's found in community really and actually the thing which was sort of coming up for me it, it, as you were talking around that you know was actually if you kind of do focus on those things focus on the smallness of those things focus on the lukewarmness of those things or the richness of that but in a kind of in a sort of narrower field of course there's huge amount of purpose that comes from that there's huge amount of meaning that comes from that and actually in in a sort of you know sort of looping sense that's also a lot of what we're talking around with the money and the the pricing thing actually because i think one of the things that kind of really sort of advocate is not about kind of chasing more and more and more and more but actually about being useful 
about being valuable, about really understanding actually what your audience's motivations are, what your community's motivations are, what their needs are. And the more you understand their motivations, the more you understand their needs, the more you're kind of talking about and understanding them, actually, the easier it is to understand the value of what it is that you do. And that, that's a kind of important part of what we sort of talk about anyway around the kind of pricing is it being less about you and more about them. Uh, and I guess that kind of that sort of that links in a way to what we're talking around with the 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 kind of more, you know, what more money buys you kind of focusing on a sort of smaller thing. When you have that clear motivation, you're clear about the motivation, you're clear about the orientation, then you're focused on small impact. Actually, hmm. you'll find these things start to kind of work well together and start to support each other. Uh, and it's all about kind of growing from the strength of that core. I, I like the way you brought it around to me. Well, the way it landed for me is bringing it around to connection and community. And I think the more we can be committed to our customers as into the change we want to make and, and through that getting clearer and clearer on who we would love to help and how we would love to help them, that for me then starts to help us understand how we can price well because mm -hmm. we you talk about this in on the course and around really understanding these people there's that strategic tactical thing or you know find out all about them but also just like that real sense of like i really want to help these people mm -hmm. and why and also i really want to help myself and why yeah. And how those overlap in a way that means, okay, I'm committed to this work because of, I think Adam Grant calls it the otherish quality of this. It's not about mm -hmm. me being selfish and not me about just serving others. It's about how do I serve both needs well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that is such an important point, really, because I know like uh, sort of you guys uh, have a startup school and, you know, talk a lot about the, you know, the, the starting with the who you want to kind of work with. Uh, and uh, of course, that's kind of really important. I know I was having a conversation with um, with uh, Steph Gray, who did one of the earlier courses, and it's kind of been around. We were sort of talking about his his transition recently, where he'd sold his uh, little business and was kind of moving on to other things. And uh, I, I was sort of talking about my own experience of having uh, sold my last business, and I was saying that I kind of realised that actually. It was kind of less about a kind of focus, and I will. This will become relevant shortly. It was less about a kind of focus of what the work was that I wanted to do. I was kind of clearer about who I wanted to work with. But to your point about also kind of looking after yourself, what I was really clear about was how I wanted to work, and so that meant that there was a certain amount of time that I was willing to put into the work that I did. And that's not about you know. So that's about that sort of time, so I could. You know, so it left time for me to kind of learn about other things, to spend time with other people, to explore other things. But there was this sort of amount of time which I was kind of happy, which would be work time. And so kind mm. of by work time, I guess what we sort of mean by that is the time in which I was kind of generating income. But when mm. I kind of, you know, mapped out all of the things I wanted to do, actually, that was quite a small amount of time. And, you know, it's supported by, like I said, other time being put aside so that I can learn about other things which are kind of relevant to what I'm interested in and also relevant to what I might be able to contribute to the world. But the interesting thing around that is the amount of work time, the amount of available time which I was allowing for, you know, generating income, you know, by most, by lots of measures was quite small. And so then you kind of look at it and go, okay, well, I need to use that time 
and you know as productively as possible because you know to your point there around kind of taking care of myself of myself actually you know this whole suite of things is what how i wanted to spend my time so i need to use my kind of the money mating bit of the time as you know as effectively as possible and then that starts to kind of point to needing to earn a certain amount from that time so that it's able to support all of the other things that i wanted to do so again this coming back to you know mm. yes being focused on community so i know i'm kind of connected to the people who i want to work with but yes i'm also focused on the things that i need and so connected to what more money buys me because it buys me the opportunity to learn it buys me the opportunity to only work with certain types of clients or certain types of businesses all of these kind of things but you know like you say it's all got to start to work together uh, you can't have one without the other we can but the effective thing of course is you know that those things work together i'm clear about the who i want to work with and i'm clear about what it is that i need and i understand the role that money plays in making those things possible so i think what you've uh, kind of pointed to is a starting point around all of this when people are thinking oh how much should i charge etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like and it's i think something that not many people do is like what is it I need in order to live the life that I want? And then the second, you know, the deeper question is, what is the life that I want? Which is a whole different webinar, <laughs> or yeah. whole different, whole different uh, series. <laughs> I'm sure you, you, there's no shortage of people telling you how to find out the life that mm. you want. But anyway, that that's that's more challenging work. But ultimately, when you're able to at least get some clarity around that. I think what that can create for you is that red line. It's like, I can't earn less than this if I want to live this way. And, mm -hmm. you know, another aspect of that is you're allowed to live whichever way you want, as long mm -hmm. as you're not hurting anyone. Um, and so that, you know, giving yourself permission to say, I'd like to, I'd like to only spend a day a week at work. Cool. If that's really important to you and I want to do this four days doing this A, B, C, and D. If you're really clear about that and that's really important to you, then you commit to that then okay that becomes a very clear brief how do i earn what i need to earn in a day that becomes and then you can start thinking all right get creative with that it isn't that you have to do nine to five five days a week in order to make a good living or be allowed to make a living and then i think once you've got that you know once you've done that work you haven't even talked about money yet you know you've been figuring out what is it you really love then you go right cool um i want oh no for some reason james can't hear me can you hear me ben i i can hear you i think james is just being selective <laughs> i don't know if that is true for anybody else no. <laughs> yeah i think james is being cheeky we know james <laughs> and so with that in you know with that in mind, and this is why I think, uh, with you know, once you once you've done that work, all this tactics and strategy stuff is going to be a lot, make a lot more sense and be a lot more useful, and you will work on it, and you will do the right, you know, you will do the hard stuff, um, and that's why why one of the thing reasons, you know, we 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 enjoy running the course, but also it needs to make some money in order to make it a worthwhile um, uh, endeavor. Um, and so, but to get people on the course, we want to make sure that they're very clear about what what that course is going to do for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, I would really ask anyone who's thinking, you know, stuck with the pricing thing, tactics and strategies, great, but also think about what is all this about? What is this business? Uh, where is this business supposed to take me? 
uh, my family, my friends, my community as well as how it's going to help my customers. Mm. Um, yeah, and I guess the question, you know, to what is it? To what extent is your business working for you now? To what extent mm. is it able? You know, are you able to kind of meet your needs to do all of the things that you you need to do, or you know, do you need to kind of take a sort of you know long, hard, honest look in the mirror and say, no, actually, I do need to change this around a little bit. I do need to change what I'm earning. I do need to you know change what I'm I'm charging clients so that I am better able to do the things that I want and need to do, whether they are just about my needs or whether they're needs of the kind of people around me as well. And that makes me think that one of the serious things that this can address, I think, thinking about this stuff, is burnout. Mm. You know, people just working more than they need to um, and not being rec uh, recompensed monetarily or energetically in the way that's going to keep them going. Mm. And it's really, I think that's one, you know, that's a serious aspect of for me that this addresses in terms of learning how to work with money and price well is that if you spend all your time on the breadline of sustainability what does that do for your yeah your physical and mental well-being um mm -hmm. so it for me it ties to that very much right there we have questions, some questions there? should we should we tackle those in the last five minutes before we we leave you all um let's start with marco's question Mm -hmm. So Marco asks, how do you respond when people have answers like, I can't afford you, or I don't have the resources now, even though they are keen initially? Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> um, so Marco, I mean, I guess there's a, there's a few things in that. Um, you know, of course, it's possible they genuinely don't have any money. They don't have the resources. Uh, and then you have a choice, don't you? Which is um, either you have found some other clients that really do have resources that are allowed to, you know, uh, kind of invest in you disproportionately higher, which gives you time. The thing, all the thing we're talking about here, that gives you sort of time so that you can work with people who really don't have any money. Um, there's kind of part of an issue with that potentially, which is around the kind of mix of clients that you have. Uh, and how much time you kind of allow and dedicate to each of those clients. So I guess there's partly a thing around that. Um, I guess a more general point, when somebody says, I can't afford you, uh, often what they really mean, uh, and like I said, <clears throat> I kind of caveat that with, of course, there are instances where people genuinely can't, and I don't know the specifics of your work, so not I don't know which way it's likely to be. But I address the thing around if they genuinely can't and how you might balance. Oftentimes, though, the flip is somebody says, I can't afford you. But what they really mean is I don't yet understand or I don't yet believe the kind of the the kind of benefits that I would get from working with you. So really what somebody's saying, and I can't afford you is not yet. I don't know. You know, the uh, and it's kind of no in that sense is not a kind of no. They're just they want to be convinced more. They need to understand more. They need to better understand and better feel the kind of benefits of the outcomes of working with you. So, like I said, it can be those two things. A, they might not have any money. Then you have a, a kind of thing to work out around how you spread it. Or it might mean they don't yet understand the benefit of working with you. And so your job is to paint that picture for them to get them comfortable with that. 
Uh, and like I said, not knowing the specifics of the work, it's not possible to know which way. But you know, both of those things I hope might be might be useful, or, or both might apply. I think the third thing that I'd like to add there is maybe they're not the people for you. Mm. Um, and if it's the first one, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, and there's, uh, I, I just think of a scenario where and I've seen this, and we've done it ourselves as an agency. Is like. Oh, I can't afford you. And so you reduce your prices because you think, okay, um, we want to make sure we get them on board. And then they become the not they become a nightmare client. Mm -hmm. Um, because like Ben said, they might not understand the value of what you're trying to create and they're wanting something that you can't give. Um, or they they want to work in a way that you don't want to work. Uh, and so this for me, part of the pricing well is that confidence around. This is the value I create. This is why I create it, uh, why I want to create it. Uh, and I'm not going to work with anyone who doesn't want want that. Because mm. <laughs> then yeah. you waste less time trying to negotiate with the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, there's, it's a bit of a dance and it's a bit of a, a balancing thing because, you know, you might be clear around that, uh, providing that. They just, you know, it might be that they are, you know, in, this, in the kind of phrase, tire kickers that they're never going to pay you and they're not really interested and you, you need to be able to know that. But equally, it might just be that they're inviting you to do a little bit more work to help them understand the value that you would provide, you know, to help help them understand spending this money is going to benefit them in these ways. It reminds me of, a, a, I was listening to something about the difference between discernment and judgment. And the way it poses, judgment is like it's, it's like nearly a final forever decision. I'm never going to work with these kind of people. While discernment was a bit more sophisticated, it's in that moment, are these the people that I want to engage with? And that mm. requires some personal clarity, which you get from thinking more about customers and, and value and, and, and your own needs. And that, that for me is, I think, creating more discernment in business rather than just, uh, I can't. I'm not going to work with them because they are these kind of people, or uh, you know, they scare me because I can't provide the value that they. I think I am. Yeah. Cool. All right. Final question. Let's see. We've got Steve here. Steve is asking, how would you explore bringing in more income, i.e., earn more, whilst having a core audience of charities who you're trying to support? You want to do the work, and impact is a big motive or a bigger motive. How might you set a goal figure when you're profitable, but looking after sustainability rather than more? So this real balance of money and meaning, serving serving people sounds like in his in Steve's case, you know, who are doing important work in inverted commas, um, but but maybe not being able to pay the amount of money that he needs to make the business mm. sustainable. And correct me if I'm wrong there, Steve. So yeah. Um, cool. We got okay, it. So, so the thing is, uh, wanting Steve wanting stroke needing to earn more, um, but his current clients not in a position to pay more. Yeah, uh, is that that's that's kind of our correct correct reading of that. I and mean, I guess that there's a little bit there, which is kind of related to what we were talking about before. I think you know, like. This thing around kind of more more money more money manifest what more money would buy you, um, 
you know, there's a there's a there's a tricky thing at the heart of this, isn't there? Which is, um, you know, how would you earn more? I guess you would earn more by uh, either your clients, the charities, paying more or working with more charities. And so, um, maybe changing how you work with them. You know, if they are the who that you really want to work with, um, and you're clear about the work that you you want to do. Um, you know, maybe changing how you work with these people uh, might kind of create some opportunity to work with more. Um, I don't know, again, the specifics of kind of what you're doing. But, you know, again, there's a there's a kind of difficult rub, isn't there, which is if they really can't pay anymore, and, you know, that also might be worth exploring a little bit, if they really can't pay anymore and you are kind of maxed out in the amount of work that you're doing, but you're not earning enough, I mean, sort of quite sort of state the obvious, something in that diagram needs to shift. Something in that diagram needs to change. Um, otherwise, you know, you can't sort of just magic more money out of the air. So I guess in that sense, either there is a way of changing how you work, so you're able to work with more charities, or, you know, th there is an opportunity to earn more from some of the charities that you're doing, even if it's just kind of marginal amounts. But um yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of in, in the balance of, of all of those. I don't know what you'd kind of add to that, Carlos. Well, I think the first thing is maybe, Steve, we're going to have to get you on sometime and we can yeah, dive that would a bit be good, more. Actually. Think a, if you're up for it, maybe next uh, next Waking Up to Money, we can do a little bit of a case study so, um, uh, work with you because uh, you're not unique, um, mm -hmm. whether you're working with charities or not. It's, uh, it is a situation I see a lot within our community. Um First thing I wanted to maybe pick up on was the goal figure. Uh, it, for me, connects to what we were talking about previously. It's like finding a, a methodology, for want of a better term. That's kind of big words there. But, you know, how do you – because that that's gonna, that has to start from somewhere. So I think working from the inside out on that, like what do you want? What is it you want to create? How much is that going to cost to make happen, uh, whether that's in your personal life or in the kind of impact perspective? Uh, also, not make and I'll just to offer this: not make it too big. You know, how can you start small in terms of the impact, so that you can actually put some uh, clear costs on that, and then that is a piece of input into the formula. Right? How much do I need to earn a month, a week, a day, an hour, a project, whatever it is? You know, how much needs to come into the business in order for me to put that out, and then. So that, that starts with a goal figure in my head. That's sort of one way I'd look at that. And then in terms of bringing in more income, uh, given that your core audience. So we focus a lot on pricing on these webinars. For me, that's kind of, that's quite, that's kind of a marketing product aspect to this as well, because there could be stuff that you do for these audiences. For instance, the, I know people who do love to do branding and marketing for charities. That's what they love to do. But that's stuff they could easily sell to another audience. And this, is, again, is a personal choice. If you're comfortable, you could potentially package that up and sell it at a much higher profit to another type of customer. And then this also then, again, part of this kind of shifting of uh, jigsaw pieces or strategy is like okay how much time do you want to spend on those people how do you want to spend on this people what is the impact you're trying to create so it's not a simple answer for you unfortunately Stephen. that's why maybe having a broader conversation because we can talk about more about kind of 
uh, diversification of products? How can you do? How can you make more profitable products? What does that mean in terms of outcomes? And how do they align under the whole business mission? That's a whole kind of like, well, that's a an MBA in a box there. But <laughs> <laughs> I would just invite you to just think about okay. Um, is there something that you offer now that you can offer to other people, but for more? Yeah. Or the, 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 kind of the additional question, or is there something that you do now which can be delivered in a different way? Because like taking the branding and marketing example, um, yes, you could package that up and offer it to a, another audience that have a greater means to pay, which gives you more, more flexibility with those clients who you want to serve. But equally, you know, is there a way of kind of packaging up what you do so that it can be delivered in such a way that it could be enjoyed by a greater number of people? So less kind of requirement on you, less emphasis on you. Uh, but again, so kind of changing the delivery method, changing how it's packaged up, changing your role in the in the kind of delivery so that it could be kind of enjoyed by more people. So it gets more people in. But I think to your to your first point, if in a future episode, Steve, if you were interested in coming on, we've had some kind of really good case studies. I know we've got some really good people joining us over this season, but it would be great to, you know, make a, have a little bit of a, a live conversation if you would be up for that. Cool. Awesome. Well, Steve, yeah, uh, ping myself or uh, Ben, um, and I'll stick my email address in the chat so you can, um, if you're interested in uh, coming on board, Ben, if you want to stick your email address, yeah. so email one of us, and we will, we'd love to explore this idea. I think you'd help a lot of people by just talking about where you're at, um, and it would fill an episode for us. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, yeah, it's, it would be. A, uh, thank you very much, Marco, for your summaries. That has been mm. brilliant. Uh, and I think on that note, um, please share if you're still listening. Just share in the chat maybe a word that you're going to take away with you in terms of uh, what you've got from today, or, or even like one element of the conversation that you thought was useful. Um, and it would be great to. Um, yeah, just to, to get that sense of uh, that feedback from you all. Uh, it'll warm the cockles of my heart anyway. Make me feel like, oh, we're doing something useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go away from Virgin. Dear clear of Virgin Wi-Fi, Ben. Reliable Wi-Fi is worth it. Pay a little bit more. <laughs> to get that stability. Awesome. And um, I was I was just about to finish off. I was going to think about what are we? Uh, you know, if if Steve can join us next week, that uh, next time is two weeks time, and in two weeks we'll be having our next waking up to money. Um, actually, is it in two weeks? I've got to double check that. But we'll send out the details. Um, we were going to think about some other ideas that we would like to talk about. I think one of them was her. I think pricing a new product whole new product or service so those are the two options that we've got for the next episode um a deeper dive into steve's challenge uh, and the other one is uh pricing a new product or service but until then thank you very much ben thank you carlos for talking um, thanks. so competently <laughs> while i wasn't there I assume. <laughs> yeah, that that might have to get cut out in uh, 
<laughs> in the final episode, if I can be bothered. There's a bit of a ramble there. But yeah, great to see you all. Thank you very much. Oh, Sonia's here. Thank you, Sonia. She's uh, one of our 2020 Vision alumni. Um, thank you, Saskia. Thank you, Marco. Uh, uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you, everyone else. And Alice. Oh, Alice, thank you for your input as well. Um, grateful to have you here. Hopefully this is useful. If there's anyone, if there's anything here that you think would be useful for anyone else uh, in your network or your community or your business business besties, um, please send that on. Until the next episode, take care. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our Waking Up to Money podcast. If you are curious about learning more about pricing happy, then go to our website, happypricing.co, where you can sign up to our newsletter and receive alerts about when the new episodes are coming up and any other happy pricing tips that we put out. You can also go from there to our YouTube channel where you can watch all of our archives of live happy pricing webinars. And if you want to go a step further, you can sign up to our happy pricing course, um, which will be launching in autumn 2021. So go to the site to pre-register or contact myself or Ben. Um, You can get me on carlos at happystartups.co and you can get Ben on ben at 10percentbetter.co. Looking forward to hearing from you.